he's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the uh, Tuesday. It is the Tuesday edition of the Best Stocks Now show with uh, professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. And, uh, well, it looks like we didn't lead you astray again uh, as we, uh, you know, last week assessed the situation as we always do. Uh, try to find every little bit of news out there, uh, look at the charts, look at earnings, etc., weigh it all out in our mind, and we came to the conclusion that, you know, uh, the market will get through this, the dust will settle. Uh, if anything, the big drop in interest rates is good for tech stocks, and look what you've got today here. The NASDAQ is up 219 points. Uh, I think we bought three more tech stocks yesterday. The NASDAQ stands at 11,410. The uh, Dow is up 372. It's at 32,192. The S&P is up 66 points today, 1.7%. Small caps up 2.8% today. We've got crude oil still under pressure. I'm not sure quite why. Uh, I think there's a buy opportunity in some of these oil stocks out there. Uh, crude is down a dollar fourteen to seventy three sixty six. Uh, gold is down thirteen dollars today, and that all important ten year yield, well, it's up sixteen basis points today. I thought it was oversold. We're at three point six seven percent today. So welcome to today's the best stocks now show with professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. Barry, I'll begin today's show. Uh, with the compliment we got on Twitter, uh, Jeremy says, love your radio show. Thank you for telling us how it really is and not all this fear-mongering that a lot of other folks on Twitter do. Well, you know, it's been my experience over the years. Fear-mongering, whatever, grabs attention, okay? I mean, if you want a lot of people looking at your twi- tweet... <laughs> Yeah, no. Or read in your article, say the market will crash in 2023. Here's why. Write that up in Seeking Alpha. You'll have 40,000 page views. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of newsletters out there. They've made a living uh, off of fear mongering. And that's all I can say is since I've been in the business and since 1998, the Dow's gone from 3,000 to 33,000, okay? So the odds are pretty much in your favor by being an optimist and being optimistic. Uh, You know, and even though there will be lots of scares uh, and lots of uh, uh, frightening things along the way, uh, you know, the market has always come back. It's always shaken off the fears. We've had some close calls before, but uh, it it marches on and it follows earnings. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah, and, and a lot of it, a lot of the rest, right, is, is noise. Doesn't mean that the market doesn't react to it. But you know, in terms of a longer term view, right, it's you know, t- you know it actually you know, hindsight, right, it will, you know, it's, it essentially is noise. And you've got 
Uh, of course, it's funny we've got the CPI report, right? And it's, of course, you know, overshadowed by uh, the uh, Silicon Valley uh, banking story. But, uh, you know, who would have thought, you know, you know, say this time last week, right, uh, as Powell was doing, I think, at the, for his first round of, uh, of uh, speaking uh, when we were starting the show, I think, a week ago today in, in front of the Senate, uh, and then, you know, today it's got CPI report and, you know, really, uh, the only thing that's really been in the news, right, is the, uh, is, is the banking sector. Yes, exactly. And the banking sector, by the way, it's very, uh, refreshing to see the yeah. nice moves in these bank stocks here today. There is one thing that has been consistent through my career in the market. Uh, the market always overreacts and there's a whole cottage industry out there. Uh, that makes a living off of uh, dissecting every single word that comes out. And, you know, there's times when I think John Bogle <laughs> just put money in the Vanguard S&P 500 fund 23 years ago, do nothing along the way. Of course, Warren Buffett has that same kind of mentality. Uh, but there is the, no- the daily noise that we have to put up with uh, all the time. Okay, well, yesterday the market was still pretty wobbly. The banks still were selling off. But it was encouraging for me yesterday to see the NASDAQ up 50 points. Uh, Even though the oil, the energy sector was way down yesterday, and the banking and financial sector was still way down. And that really, uh, you know, uh, painted the market yesterday with a pretty broad red brush other than the chip stocks and uh, some of the tech stocks. It was another rocky day. And interest rates plunged. You had that flight to safety, which was getting overdone. I mean, to drive the two-year down uh, to what uh, the well, two-year closes. basis points. Yeah. 100 basis points in three sessions, which I think I don't think it's been seen since, I want to say it may have not been until the 60s. You've got to go, I mean, it, you, you're, go, you're talking you know, 70s at the, uh, you know, we haven't seen things like that in, in the bond market in you know, almost 50 years, if more, if not more. Yeah, that's like two golfers getting hit by lightning in the same tournament uh, on, different, on holes. different holes. <laughs> yes, the odds are very high of this happening, but it happened. Okay, and so uh, we had a kind of, you know, here everything the Fed is trying to prevent by hiking rates and trying to get under control, you know, the... Bitcoin has gone from eighteen thousand to twenty four thousand, right? Yeah. During all of this, why? Because now it has this false sense of security. Well, you know, hey, uh, Yellen and uh, Powell will come to Bitcoin's uh, defense if it goes. Well, they did in a way. Okay, they came to the defense of Signature Bank. They didn't come to the defense of Silvergate Bank. No, there's always one that gets let go first. Remember, I mean, it's like Bear Stearns, you know. I mean, there's, and then after that, it's like, okay, we're we're gonna. The step rest in of you guys, right? uh, we've well, got your back. Yeah, maybe you they be didn't. First. You don't maybe they be didn't first. like the management at Silvergate or whatever. But they come to the rescue of SBNY, and so you know, they're trying to get the speculative area of the market cooled off. Apparently, they've cooled off the venture capital end of the market because that was the problem at Silicon yeah. Valley Bank. They weren't they, getting any more inflows, uh, deposits. Well, 
Yeah, they kind of, uh, you know, essentially, the, you know, it, it's a great. You're talking about the dust settling. It's you know, essentially bad banking, right? I mean, it was, it was, I think that's what it is. Off. At the end of the day, yeah. I mean, they purchased. I mean, the problem is, and, and the, the trick is, you know, what, or, or some of these other things on other people's balance sheet. But it wasn't like in 0809 where they owned some bad bunch of bad mortgages, right? They owned twenty uh, year treasuries, which is you know. The worst place you could be in a exactly. rising interest rate environment. Yeah, and it's the most, I mean, okay, it's a U.S. Treasury, but it's the riskiest, you know, one of the riskiest assets out there because you're taking 20 years of uh, bond duration risk. Uh, yeah. And so that's what, I mean, it's really, I mean, that's truly what it is. In reality, bad banking and their customer base was a very, very concentrated and didn't take many people to, to put a run on a bank when you're you know when you have a concentrated amount of deposits but no well i guess you and i got uh, more brains in the management at uh, silicon valley because we told we started saying a year and a half ago to avoid long duration yeah. bonds and that's exactly what they were buying okay there is other news out there there's a little thing called the cpi that came out today and you know about eight o'clock i thought oh no 30 minutes, we're going to get the CPI. Now what? And it came out in line. In line. Yep. 6%. Okay, it's cooled down to 6%. It's still not good. Lowest it's been since September of 2021. Yes. So. Okay, so that's we'll take that, and that's what has set off this rally. And it's kind of confirmed these rate you know, decreases. So the thing is, you had to, you know, say 100 percent, you know, or 100 basis points, or a one percent drop in the two-year. Also, the you know, the the ten-year was you know at three, you know, three and a half yesterday. Uh, after being at you know t- touching four, remember early in the week last week, and so the CPI coming in uh, very, you know, very tame, uh, at least compared to expectations. I think uh, you know that that's letting some of these. Uh, bond yield stick, of course, you know, I think the 10 years only up about 13 basis points today to 3.65, which is still way much lower than it was this time last week. Absolutely. Now, when we come back, you've got one big firm out there saying no rate hike in March. And when just, okay, last week, there was a 90% chance of a 50 basis point rate hike. And who's the beneficiary of all of this? To me, it's the tech stocks. It's the growth stocks, once again, where we completely flipped from hating the growth stocks last year to warming up to them starting in late December and then uh, pretty much, uh, you know, buying, uh, uh, filling our shopping basket with uh, growth stocks here uh, during January. Uh, looking beyond the Fed and cooling inflation and an end of the rate hikes. We'll be right back. Here to the uh, second uh, quarter of today's Best Stocks Now show, I was reading that interest rate volatility. I don't know how they measure that in the stock market. It's the VIX, VXX, but there must be some kind of uh, interest rate volatility measure. 
It climbed to its highest daily settle since the great financial crisis. Uh, the VIX did rise to 26 yesterday. That's the highest I've seen it in quite some time. Uh, so, anyways, that uh, you have, a, have have had a lot of the real uh, volatility has been in the uh, bond market and the interest rate market, which has been all over the map here uh, over the last week. Okay, so now <clears throat> we've got Goldman Sachs coming out and saying that uh, they see the Fed holding rates steady in March. And by the way, Goldman Sachs stock has really taken it on the chin. First, uh, because of their uh, subpar earnings report, and then, of course, uh, the fear of uh, the banks owning bank stocks, and they've really been hammered here recently. Probably a good buy at this level. I was thinking yesterday, you know, I'm just looking at some of those banks that were way off, way down, and uh, we'll get to some of those today that are bouncing pretty good. I thought, that looked pretty interesting. But, you know, it's just you know, the, the valuations still don't give me enough. Still, or a trading buy. I think it was a pretty good one yesterday. Maybe today. Goldman Sachs strategist Jan Hatzius now expects... The Federal Open Market Committee, the FOMC, will not increase rates at its meeting next week, given the recent stress in the banking system and sees considerable uncertainty about the path beyond March. Well, that's uh, they previously expected a 25 basis point hike at the next meeting, and uh, then another one after that, like we do. Now they're saying no rate hike that's uh, coming from a uh, goldman sachs okay the uk unemployment rate unchanged 3.7 uh, they continue to uh, have a pretty strong labor market and you know that also was another factor barry that kind of got overlooked was friday's jobs report because there was so much silicon valley bank news that we right. kind of overlooked that and that also sent uh, interest rates way down also Yep, that's correct. Yeah, they, I mean, we've had, you know, I think the you know, data-wise, I think certainly since, uh, you know, we, you know certainly have shown that things are, uh, you know, I guess at, you know, at, at worst, right, you know, you know, saying the status quo. Uh, and, and with inflation, you can say the status quo and, and actually, uh, you know, improve <laughs> improve inflation. doesn't mean you know, the prices stay where they are now forever. You know, forever yes. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean the data certainly has come in. I think uh, you know supporting uh, kind of the, the almost the normal kind of rate path that we we're expecting. Uh, so anything that comes in, you know, as surprise on the short end of that, as Goldman kind of is referring to, would uh, would certainly be a juice for for valuations and uh, markets and bonds in general. Yes, exactly. And wages are coming down a little bit finally. I mean, starting to ten thousand more layoffs at. Uh, at Meta, the the Silicon Valley and the tech sector itself. I mean, I've seen more layoffs there uh, than any other sector, other than maybe the uh, you know, home selling and uh, refi and all that because of uh, interest rates. Now we got to figure out who's going to fill Signature Bank's spot in the S and P 500. Well, they've already figured it out. BG Bungie. That's oh, a good the name. Seed company, right? It's yeah, the, isn't that the seed company? Yeah, look at it. Shoot up. It's up fourteen percent today. 
They process grains and oil seeds and produce fertilizers, edible oil, and milling products sold worldwide. So they're in Chesterfield, Missouri. Uh, They go into the S&P 500, and out goes Signature Bank, which received a backstop. Uh, No, they didn't receive a backstop. They went into receivership. Uh, so, in other words, yeah, the government. Fail, I mean, they failed too. Yeah, but you know, them and Signature failed uh, in terms of uh, in terms. I think Signature was the second one, and of course, you know, uh, you know FDIC essentially they took them over and got them sold to a to yes. company. Yes, and uh, SBNY had a lot of uh, uh, crypto deposits. That uh, uh, Marathon Digital had a hundred and forty-two million dollars in cash deposited at its Signature Bank. Uh, but they say it's secure. Now everybody's watching uh, First Republic Bank. And they're bouncing back, what, 40, uh, 40-something percent today. Wow. I saw where the entire region, I think the regional bank sector would have to be up 220%, I think, to get back to where they were <laughs> just a few days ago. There was a, I forget what the number was. It was Because, of course, some of the companies don't exist, right? So they went to zero, which works your average. <laughs> your average has to get back up there. Now, some are saying that uh, the other beneficiaries of this, so far tech is definitely a beneficiary, uh, which is exactly what the, 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 the Fed is trying to cool off. Uh, coin, uh, Bitcoin is a big beneficiary, which is exactly what they've been trying to cool off. And now it looks like maybe the big banks uh, could be a beneficiary uh, because obviously there, it's pretty hard to have a run on the bank at J.P. Morgan uh, or Citigroup, uh, but you still have the same insurance. Okay, at, no matter where you're at, you have 250. And then I think SIPIC, which is uh, uh, you know uh, at a brokerage firm, it's 500,000. So, like I say, you have to spread your uh, accounts out if you want insurance to cover them all, uh, all of your accounts. But it's likely, I think there will be a move, J.P. Morgan, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, uh, Bank of America, moving to bigger banks. Will the venture capital funds start? Uh, I saw it, a number. Yeah, it was around 27, I think maybe it's $33 billion deposits so far. So, uh, yeah, you know, into into your top, you know, your top four banks. I think I certainly wouldn't if I was a venture capital with two hundred million in the bank at City at uh, at Silicon Valley. I wouldn't move it to another regional bank. No, I yeah, think. you've got only one point. Yeah, you're you're naturally right going to go to a uh, uh, to a larger institution in that in in that instance. But yeah, that's awesome. You know, you, I think you had a, I think you named a couple of them yesterday, but. Um, wasn't it uh, shop of, which, which, there's a couple of companies that have a lot of uh, you know, Roku a, yeah had Roku a lot that's of money was. yeah I knew and a, a couple and, others there was a green and white logo <laughs> I think Etsy uh, had a lot of money that's there yep. and uh, a few others okay now the bond market did you know Silicon Valley Bank had bonds they were probably pretty good yielding bonds. Distressed debt investors are purchasing bonds issued by Silicon Valley Bank's parent holding company, SVB Financial Group. Uh, it'll be interesting. Those bonds, I gotta believe, are worth uh, have lost most of their value. It says forty-five cents on the dollar. Here is what they're offering. 
So there's your risk in the bond market, obviously, is the quality of the company underlying the bond. Uh, and if you had bought bonds and owned them in Silicon Valley Bank waiting for them to mature, well, they're not going to mature. And I don't think they're protected. Absolutely not. And neither is the stock of Silicon Valley Bank. We'll be right back. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. Back here to the uh, second half of today's uh, Best Stocks Now show, when we've got uh, the Dow up 412, the Nasdaq up 240 after the uh, inflation numbers come in as expected. Not cooler, not hotter, just right. Uh, and uh, that has got the market uh, really soaring today, especially in tech. I just looked at uh, AMD. That's the chart of the day so far that I've seen. It's up 7% today. And one of our largest holdings. So that's, that's, that's given us a good boost here today along with several others. I had, we have about a dozen that are up over 2.5% uh, today. Uh, tech is the big beneficiary here today of this uh, uh, CPI report and actually this whole banking crisis thing because it's brought interest rates down. Uh, which helps the multiples at, uh, at tech companies expand a little bit and on the S&P 500. Well, they're going to con- try to continue to auction off Silicon Valley Bank. Of course, as we, we went to the break, uh, you know, I think Biden said it, that's how capitalism works. Well, I mean, he did come in and bail out, uh, you know, the, kind of the venture capital firms. But at the same time, uh, the shareholders in Silicon Valley Bank, I don't know what the stock, the stock is still halted, isn't it? Uh, S-I-V-B. I mean, if it opened, it would probably be a few dollars or something like that. It was halted at 106, and it hasn't traded since then. Yeah, I mean, my, my guess is the, I mean, my guess is the equity is going to be, you know, worth virtually zero. Uh, and the bonds, the uh, yeah, some of the bonds. I mean, you know, bonds may pay. You know, who knows? Forty cents on the dollar could pay. Could pay. You know, ninety cents on the dollar could be, you know, virtually worthless too. I don't. You know, it depends on how that, uh, uh, how that shakes out. I know what didn't you? I think you mentioned that you had the, you know, some of the top brass who were selling shares a day or two prior. Yes. Right? Um, which is pretty. That. I mean, like, Tells you all you need to know, I think, unfortunately. Well, there's going to be an investigation over what went wrong. Okay. And there's several theories. Mohammed El Aryan uh, of PIMCO, he claims the collapse is the result of overly loose monetary policy. Well, I think that has a lot to do with it. 
because back in 2020 he had all of that hot all that hot money all that all too much money sloshing around looking for a home and uh, you know a lot of people were putting it into the most speculative areas of the market uh, the uh, you know the digital currencies the uh, uh, the high flying stocks uh, and of course the venture capital which is really high flying I said in my newsletter over the weekend. The people that make money in venture capital are the ones that have a big portfolio of venture capital, right? And they're hoping to hit a few right. home runs, and it only takes a few home runs like that. But for the little guy uh, trying to invest in one or two uh, companies, startups that, that may hit someday, the odds are pretty long of, number one, ever having a liquidity event where it goes public or someone buys it out along the way. In other words, your shares in a, in a startup are... Are uh, you know they're not uh, liquid. Uh, you can sell them for pennies on the dollar, uh, but generally speaking, uh, they're not liquid. Now sometimes you know, and people they, are, and they always have to come get another round of financing. Yeah, too. that's the thing. They they get a, they 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 obtain a financing round. So here's you know a million dollars for whatever you're doing. Well, and that's gonna that you're gonna have a burn rate that's gonna go down. And, and you you know when you got that million dollars. You knew that that was that million dollars is not going to take you to profitability. By the way, that's just you already know you're going to need another round of financing, and so does, you know, so do the, so do the banks and the folks who who usually raise that money. But um, the problem is whenever that stops. So now let's just say Silicon Valley Bank was a, a big player in that, regardless of, of you know, they, they serve a banking function, but they're also helping get these companies funded and um, we're you know did do some loan activity to them as well, and so. That next round, right, those companies are going to, you know, even if they have their money, right, okay, they're going to burn through the money, and then they're, you know, they're, they're going to need some other bank to help them with that next round, right? We're talking, you know, eight months out from where we are right now. Yep, exactly. And now sometimes people that are in early, like 25 cents, maybe they'll sell in the third because they also revalue the company along the way. Sometimes the later rounds, you know, is starting to go up in price because they're starting to develop. But the odds of a private company really making it, (laughs) it's not quite as bad as a needle in a haystack, but it's up there. Yeah, it's a, it's. I mean, it's. You get ten comp, ten portfolio companies. Usually, you know, you're you're doing well if one hits it out of the park. Three flounder along, and the other seven, right? Um, you know, basically bite the dust. Yeah, um, so they that, go belly up. Batting, Nothing. That's a good batting average. Put it that way. Okay, so Mohammed Alarian blames it on loose money, Paul. I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, Bad management. Barry Kite blames it on bad management. That has a lot to do with it. And I saw just I saw a tweet this morning, Ron DeSantis. There's been a lot made of Silicon Valley Bank being a very woke bank. Uh, and, you know, DEI is diversity and equitable and inclusive. It sounds to me like they may have had been diversified amongst the people. But they weren't diversified in what they were investing the money in, which is more important, you know, being diversified as a bank and where you're holding your 
your money yeah. is is more important than having you know like well, they had the same customer right every customer was the you know, essentially you know the, was the same in terms of they were you know either a you know either a large private equity institution that's investing in tech or right a tech startup and so um, it was a very tight uh, you know very concentrated type of customer base in terms of you know what they you know what they did for a living from a finance standpoint right they may have all looked different in terms of you know who the actual money was going to but in terms of the actual uh, investment yeah they were all, all the same essentially yeah well the regional bank ETF is up 6.1% today KRE is up 7.4% but still way off i mean it's still down about 25% from where it was a month ago you look at a JP Morgan, uh, it's up uh, just 1.3%. It never really got hit that hard. Uh, but some of these other ones that uh, are in that uh, neck of the woods. We like Wells Fargo, right, being a, you know, a predominantly, at least initially, right, a West Coast It was, bank. yeah, based uh, in San Francisco. It's yeah. up 4.8% today. For, for a large bank, that's a, that's a big move, right? And that's it, a big move. In an up direction. And then another one that got caught up in all of this was Schwab. I read that Charles Schwab lost $3 billion off his net worth. Schwab was probably a really good buy no, yesterday. And been, yeah, and it's it's uh, bouncing back. And you had uh, some some uh, a large private investor who already uh, owned uh, owned a big chunk of shares, bought more. So Schwab is up nine point three percent yet today, but Schwab got way down to. Let's see. Schwab yesterday hit a low of uh, fifty seven. No, lower. Yeah, went, uh, low. 45. Yeah, 45. 45 the, uh, yeah, 45 is kind of the 52 week range, which is, I mean, it was, you know, the, the, it's a 93 to 45 range. I mean, Got cut in half almost. Yeah. Now, you know, it's up uh, from that 45 since yesterday's low, it's at 56. So that's a pretty big move. That's a 20% move uh, off the low. And uh, you know what? I don't know what it was that had him so upset about Schwab and yeah. worried about nervous about Schwab. What, what the only what? yeah, the only other piece is that could be you know essentially okay. So you have a liquidity run here, right? So then of course you, you need to go somewhere that's you know, like a brokerage account, right, or something to go take you know to to because now you've got to fill this other void, right? And they just happen to as a huge custodian, right? They happen to be a place where you, you might go to get some cash because you didn't get your cash over here so it was a yeah but you would think more Schwab. of a cascading thing which is kind of it's just very odd to me but very odd i mean their assets i mean how much trillion do they have at Schwab? okay now the other one that's kind of on the front lines of all of this it's up 53 percent today pack west bank corp up 53 percent now i don't know what they're doing to prevent a run on their bank uh, P-A-C-W, because they're also, well, they're headquartered uh, in Beverly Hills. Uh, but uh, there are some firms out there recommending that PacWest Bank Corp today. It's up 59%. I think I would just avoid the banking space for now. Okay, now the other one here is non-bank news. It's energy news. I looked at this stock yesterday. I said, man, Conoco has gotten really, really cheap. Conoco Phillips COP headquartered in Texas. Well, they approved the Biden administration approved their huge Alaska oil project today. 
and Conoco's up 2.6% on that news, and it's trading at a P.E. of just 7 right now, which is very cheap. Okay, when we come back, there's a lot moving today in individual stocks. We'll be right back. You got to go where you want to go. And welcome back here to the uh, final segment of today's Best Stocks Now show. I had a lot of people last week uh, wanting to know, you know, what I thought of about all of what was going on. And, of course, to my uh, subscribers on uh, Seeking Alpha, you know, I'm in the chat room all day in there. And, uh, you know, I kept saying, I don't see where this is going to be a big contagion. This is not 2008, 2009. That was way, way different because that involved the housing market and the mortgage market and almost every bank is involved uh, in that somehow and financials uh, lenders countrywide etc and this seemed to be limited to just the uh, you know the venture capital end of the banking industry which is a very small portion really and silicon valley bank it's 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 crazy how they have such a large market share of that. You know, they don't have much competition at what they do. Yeah, they were 16th largest bank uh, before uh, before their, their bank failure. They're 16th largest bank, and they have 17 branches. And you take uh, you, you take a, a bank like Comerica, right, which we were talking about yesterday. That was you know, They're up 9% today, but they you know, tumbled greatly yesterday yeah. when, when Republic did. And you know how many branches they have? Four hundred and nine, and they're only wow. you know they're a you know five and a half billion dollar market cap versus I don't know how big they are compared to you know sixteenth and largest institution, but it's just you know that's where you get kind of you know the the concentrated uh, you know uh, you know depositor base. There's a you know and you know loaning to concentrated uh, industries, and I mean it's just in now offsetting that with uh, buying twenty year treasuries in twenty twenty. Uh, you know, or 2021. So, yep. you know, that's a bad, uh, it's not a, it's not, it's not great banking. Put it that nope. Way. Okay. So now, all right. So I want to look at the NASDAQ first. Here's the leaders in the NASDAQ. And, uh, you know, I was saying uh, last week, I said, you know, when the dust settles, uh, when the dust settles, it's uh, going to be the tech stocks from this drop in uh, inverse funds. I'm <laughs> interest rates, yeah. Interest rates. Okay, AMD up 6.9% right now. Fiserv up 6.3%. Meta up 5.2% because they continue to lay people off. Uh, NVIDIA up 4.7%. Intuit up 4.1%. Applied Materials up 4 Now, these are pure tech stocks okay like a lot of times you'll see the nasdaq up and it's uh, pepsi like recent days pepsi and uh, food companies etc this is the tech stocks leading the way back intel into it intel up 3.6 percent google 3.3 percent tesla up 3.2 percent adobe up three percent 
So those are your leading percent gainers in uh, the NASDAQ. Now, look at the S&P 500. Okay, FRC is the, you know, First Republic Bank, which is kind of right in the center of it all. It's up 58% today. Well, you know, that would take some courage to step up to the plate yesterday and put some money into First Republic Bank because it's kind of like the next one in line, I suppose, that uh, does what uh, very much what Silicon Valley Bank does. Then also in the S&P 500, Zion National Bank is up 16.4%. Key Corp, which we talked about yesterday, I'm pretty sure they're headquartered in Chicago. I'm thinking, why is this bank getting hammered? along with uh, these uh, banks out on the West Coast that deal with venture capital. Key's up 14.6% today. Schwab is up 9.2%. Comerica is up 7.9%. And then in the S&P 500, the biggest gainer in tech is AMD, up 6.9%. That's a big move by AMD. Yeah, it is. And, I mean, if you look at you know valuations, right, I mean, if uh – uh, you know where PE ratios would have been, say at you know 3.9, uh, you know close to four, which is where we were a week ago, right? And now you're looking at uh, you know rates, ten-year rate notes settling right around I think 3.66 right now. That's a, I mean that's a you know that's a that's a big move. That's a that's a very big move. Okay, let's see what else we got here in the. Uh, uh, Pack West Bank Corp, which is another, it's a 55%. Uh, and uh, Western Alliance, WAL, which is out there in uh, California, uh, it's up uh, 47%. And then there's an ETF that's three times uh, long on uh, the banks. It's up 22.3%, 22.3%. And uh, what's that one regional bank index that we were looking at yesterday? What's KRE. That? That's it. What is that one? KRE is up overall about six percent overall okay. today. Actually, now it's seven point five, as the banks are uh, starting to uh, gain steam, even more steam. So it's the banks and the tech stocks. Uh, the oil stocks, uh, I'm just going to look at that real quickly, I-Y-E, well, they're up 2.1%. That's pretty good because oil got hit pretty hard yesterday. The oil stocks got pretty hit hard yesterday. Valero is so, looking, looking very nice. Today. Yes, up Valero, the refining stock, looking yeah. good. I think you just have to kind of ride through the volatility uh, in the oil and gas and in the tech. Uh, but those that seems to be uh, those seem to be some of the better sectors to be here in 2023. And uh, last year the tech sector was not a good place to be, and it's really all about interest rates. Nothing really happened to the earnings of the tech stocks. It was more the shrinking of the multiple. They have bigger multiples, hence the greater the shrinkage. And now the shrinkage is pretty much done and over with. And we can look beyond that to uh, normal multiples, uh, whatever that may be, going ahead. All right. Uh, You can get two weeks of my newsletter, two weeks of my newsletter, which gives all of this. I mean, I went into depth last Friday talking about what had happened, how it happened, 
what it means for your portfolio, how to deal with it. Should you sell everything and run? Uh, I try to keep people on a steady path, you know. I try not to let emotion. Uh, it all comes back down to those earnings going forward. Uh, and that's the key. That's the most important important part of the entire newsletter is the macro outlook. You go to GundersonCapital.com to get two free weeks. And if you'd like to talk to us uh, uh, and uh, have us uh, look at your portfolio, 855-611-BEST. 855-611-BEST. Have a great day, everybody. This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Ameritrade. Ameritrade is a member of SIPC and FINRA.